Let's read John chapter 10, beginning to read at verse 22, please. Thank you, Stephen. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Marvelous. Let's burn a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for these wonderful words. Thank you, Lord, that you sought us out. Thank you, Lord, that you came and delivered us and rescued us. Thank you, Lord, you sought the lost sheep. And you came, Lord, with comfortable words of your gospel. And you drew us to yourself. We worship you tonight, Lord. And we ask you now that your spirit would move in hearts. And Lord, enable men and women to see the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are to us. All you've done for us. For everything that you mean to us. You are our all and all and our everything this evening. So, Lord, take, Lord, your own word and and plant it in the hearts of men and women. And may men and women leave here pregnant with the word of God and may it give birth to souls that are in terrible danger and in need of salvation. We pray, Lord, it also give birth, Lord, to a newness to your people, a newness in the Lord and strengthen their spirit. Lord, that you would strengthen those that are weak. And Lord, even your word would heal the very bodies of your people that are sitting in the house this evening. We thank you, Lord, that you know us all, and yet you love us. So, Lord, glorify your Son, we pray. For Jesus' name's sake we ask it. Amen. In our reading this evening, in verses 27 and 28, listen to what the Lord Jesus says. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. The Lord Jesus here is speaking to the Jews. He says the reason you can't accept me is because you're not my sheep. And these men and women who had gathered around in Solomon's porch, a covering of the temple, part of the old temple of Solomon, it's now Herod's temple. And they gather around him saying, tell us if you're the Christ. Let us see who you really are. And Christ says, if you hear the word and you hear the word through the spirit, then you will be able to come to me for you'll know that it is the voice of a shepherd. But you can't, so you're not. 
in this uh, short two verses that we have read, verse 27 and 28, notice the security of the believer, the security of the sheep, that is, those who belong to Christ. Notice the confidence that we can have this evening in our Lord Jesus. First of all, we have the ownership. Christ is the owner. He says, my sheep. There are certain ones and they're mine. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Those whom the Father hath given unto him, way in eternity past, he says, they are mine. Ownership. Secondly, we have the supplier. He says, and I give unto them eternal life. Notice, he is a supplier. He gives the gift of salvation. It is not earned. It is not worked for. It is not worked up nor pulled down. It is a free gift for every man and woman to be saved. Thirdly, we have the sustainer of all things, especially the security of the soul that's been redeemed back to God. Notice what he says, and they shall never perish. Notice, they shall never perish. The, the sheep that has been redeemed will never perish because Christ died for them. Because they belong to Christ and they are under the precious shed blood of the new covenant. And then he, fourthly we have the retainer. The sustainer, now the retainer. Here Christ tells them, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Notice he retains you, he saves you and he keeps you. When you're truly Christ, you are truly Christ, and he is yours. And fifthly, we have the receiver. That is you and I who have been born again of the Spirit, washed in the blood. Those sheep who have answered the call back to God, and God has awakened us out of our deadness in our trespasses and in our sins, and we have turned from idols and turned from the world, and we have turned to serve the living God. We are the receiver. So you have the owner, the supplier, the sustainer, the retainer, and the receiver. So the Christian's confidence or the security of the sheep is not found in and can never be founded upon their own merit, nor their own works, nor who they are, nor their denomination, nor where they're from, nor what nationality they are. They must come to Christ. And anyone wanting to enter the kingdom of God, Jesus said, you must be born again. Not you might have to, or there's a slight chance, or even a big chance. Jesus said, you must be born again. Their own merit is not good enough. Their own strength is not good enough. Their good works and charity is not good enough. Security and salvation is found and rests upon one person and one person only, Christ and Christ alone. We are not here trusting in Elam movement to save our soul. We are trusting in the living God through the sacrifice of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, totally, completely relying on him. It is Christ and Christ alone, solely upon Christ wholly upon Christ, totally upon Christ, 
completely upon Christ, utterly upon Christ, uniquely upon Christ, indisputably upon Christ, unreservedly upon Christ, absolutely upon Christ, unquestionably upon Christ, positively upon Christ, and only upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We rest our full security in him and in him alone. Are you saved tonight? What is your hope for heaven or the kingdom of God? Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. Tells us that we are saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. It's not of works lest any man should boast. On that day when we come to enter the kingdom of God, on that day at the return of Christ and the dead are raised incorruptible, on that day when we go to serve and love the Lord Jesus Christ for a millennium reign, then throughout all eternity, entering the gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, entering his courts with praise, there's not one man nor one woman who will enter there and say, I deserve to be here because I have done this or been there, or I am this person or that one, all will be solely rest upon the Lord Jesus Christ and in Christ alone. No one will glory or boast of themselves. No one will glory in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says that the Lamb is all the glory. He is the one who deserves the glory. He's the one who will receive the glory, for the Lamb is all the glory in Emmanuel's land, worthy the Lamb that was slain, and Christ, and Christ alone is the Lamb of God. You know, there are some people who are not wanting to answer the call. Listen to what Jesus said to do with his ownership. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Some are not wanting to answer the call, and God has spoken to you in your heart, and you know it. Someone are not wanting to answer the voice of the Holy Spirit as he moves in your heart. And you know it. Someone not wanting to answer the voice of God, the call of the shepherd as he seeks every little lost sheep. And you're turning away from it. There are those who have and still refuse to respond and to receive Christ as their own Lord and personal Savior. But God in his love And God in his grace and God in his mercy, God in his persistence has not left you alone, has not left you over to your own device, but has kept on through his irresistible grace, speaking to your heart, talking to you, telling you you're not right with him and that he loves you so that you must be born again. There are those who do not want to answer. There are those lost sheep who do not want to bleat like a sheep would do in distress or danger. For many don't even realize the stress or danger that they're in until it's too late. Yet the shepherd is seeking every single little lost sheep and every lost lamb. Here we have the Lord coming, seeking and searching for that which was lost. He has spared his sheep. He calls his sheep. He searches for the lost sheep, just as the shepherd did in Matthew chapter 18. 
when he has 100 sheep and 99 are in the fold, but one is missing. And the shepherd goes out to search for the sheep. And he calls for the sheep and he seeks for the sheep until he finds the sheep. You know what happens? He takes the sheep and puts it over his shoulders and comes home with his friends there saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the sheep that went astray. Is there someone astray from God tonight? Is there someone and you're a lost sheep tonight? You're in grave danger. You're in grave danger of you losing your own soul when you come to the shepherd of the sheep for he cares for you he deals with nations he deals with multitudes he's interested in assemblies like ours tonight he he also loves and deals with the individual sheep listen to what puritan thomas watson said about the call of god he says when god calls a man he does not repent of it God does not, as many friends do, love one day and hate another. Or as princes who make their subjects favorites and afterwards throw them into prison. This is the blessedness of the saint. His condition admits of no alteration. God's call is founded upon his decree. And his decree is immutable. Acts of grace cannot be reversed. God blots out his people's sins, but not their names. God blots out his people's sins, but not their names. There's an act of grace happening to you right now. There's an act of grace happening in hearts this moment. When those who have strayed and haven't lived right before God, God is so gracious that he does not reverse his love and grace towards you. That God, when he places his love on a man and on a woman, he deals with them in such a wonderful, gentle way until they return again, until they turn to the living God and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Has God placed his hand in you? Is the voice of God calling you? For if God has placed his hand in your life and his voice is calling you, his grace will not be reversed. And God will not repent or change his mind of how he thinks on you. God loves you tonight. God calls you. But what if you refuse him to the end of your life? Then God will be justified in letting you go. That's a solemn and a sobering thought. God will be justified in letting you go. You see, the Christian's confidence is in Christ. Listen to what the Lord says, my sheep hear my voice, and yet throughout the scriptures we see him as the great shepherd of the sheep. Genesis 49 and verse 24, the Lord is called the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Stone that followed them in the wilderness. The stone that was carried with them in the wilderness. Here the shepherd's stone that moved with Israel was in the midst of Israel, carried by Israel. He says, that represents me in the midst of my people. He is the shepherd's stone of Israel. In Psalm 80 and verse 1, he's called the shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Here he herds and shepherds Israel to the promised land, as it were. And then Joseph is another name for the northern house of Israel, scattered through the nations. Yet God has his eye on every sheep, and he is calling every sheep by their name. 
Zechariah 13 and 7, he's called the shepherd of the sheep. In John chapter 10 and verse 11, Jesus says of himself, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Here he came to bleed and die for us. The word good is the word kalos. I am the kalos shepherd. It means I am the beautiful one. I am the attractive one. I am the winsome one. Someone who would win them back by my great love. Someone who would win the soul back to me through my dying love on Calvary's tree. Someone, when you look at him, you don't want to know him. For he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, says the prophet. And all people hide their face from Christ. And yet he is so beautiful. He is so attractive. He's so winsome. Let him win your heart tonight. Let him win your heart and he'll change your life. Let him win your heart and he'll change your family. Let him win your heart and he'll change everything about you. Let him win your heart and he will change where you spend eternity. He's attractive to the heart that hears the call of God, the voice of the shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I own them. They're mine. They hear my voice and they follow me. Here is a life, a life yielded to Christ, a life serving Christ, a life following Christ. Whithersoever the lamb went, they followed him. Here he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. Listen to what Hebrews 13 and 20 says of our Lord Jesus. Calls him the great shepherd of the sheep. The great shepherd, not just an ordinary shepherd. He'll lead you in paths of righteousness. He'll lead you beside still waters. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overfloweth, says David. The shepherd who looks after the sheep says, Lord, you are the great shepherd. The word great here in the book of Hebrews is the word magas. And that's where we get the word mega, big, excellent, majestic, mighty to save. He is the great shepherd of the sheep who have went astray. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the shepherd who calls you tonight. This is the shepherd who speaks words of comfort in the gospel tonight. This is the shepherd who lays his hand upon you when you're sick. And the shepherd who looks after you when you're weary. The shepherd who carries you when you're dying. This is the great shepherd. And you're living your life with him or without him. He is still the good and great shepherd. The word great magus is the same when he's called our great high priest. He's not just any high priest. Not just the Aaronic priesthood. Oh, not the Aaronic priesthood where the high priest went behind the veil once a year to make a blood offering on behalf of Israel with the breastplate of judgment and the twelve stones with Israel's name on it. Israel in judgment. And here comes the high priest sprinkling the blood once a year. And there was the ark of the covenant and the cherubims touching and the glory of God comes down. And when God seen the blood, we're told when he saw the blood, That the priest would not be consumed. The only reason you'll not be consumed in that day of wrath is when God sees the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Are you under the blood? Are you under the blood tonight? 
Are you under the blood of Jesus tonight? Are you trusting in the blood of Jesus? There's nothing like the power of the blood to cleanse a life. There's nothing like the power of the blood to redeem a man back to God. There's nothing like the power of the blood of the Lamb. Oh, the blood still avails for you tonight. Hear Christ. He is not just a high priest as the Aaronic priesthood. He is a high priest, the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. The great priest who came to meet Abraham in the way. The king priest who came. He is the great, the majesty, excellent, the majestic, the mighty, the marvelous high priest. And he is also the great shepherd of the sheep. Here Christ is our confidence tonight. You see, all that we have rests upon him. All that we are rests in Jesus and Jesus only. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. I have nothing to bring to the table, Lord. I come by sovereign grace, trusting in the finished work of Christ. When he died for me, he died and paid all of my sin. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. Calls him the chief shepherd. The chief shepherd he calls him. In other words, he's not any shepherd. He's the shepherd, the chief one, the boss. The high and mighty shepherd. See, he can be all of these things. He can be the chief shepherd. And he can be the great shepherd. And he can be the good shepherd. And he can be the shepherd of the sheep. And the shepherd of Israel that leadeth Joseph like a flock. And he can be all of that and so much more. He deals with the masses. And yet, David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's mine. The hymn writer said, Dear Savior, thou art mine. How sweet the thought to me that me repeat thy name and lift my heart to thee. Here he is, my shepherd, David the shepherd, who fought a lion and fought a bear to take the lamb from its jaws, knows what it's like to love them, to nourish them, to lead them, to care for them, to lift them, to hug them. He knows what a little lamb needs. And he says, oh Lord, you're just like that with me. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. Can you say it of Christ tonight for yourself? Come on, sheeple. That's sheep people, by the way. Sheep people. Come on, sheeple. Can you say it tonight? The Lord is my shepherd. I personally know him. I personally know the Lord as mine own. I trust you do tonight. The Lord loves you. Brought you here to hear these words. Listen to what Isaiah 53. Listen to the old prophet says to Israel about redemption. We are looking in the last lot of weeks on the riches of the new covenant between for the house of Israel, the house of Judah, And all that it's entailing over the last five weeks we've been doing it Sunday mornings. Here it speaks of it again. Isaiah 53 verses 5 and 6. Speaking 750 years before Calvary. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord, or Yahweh, 
hath laid on him, Jesus the Son of God, the iniquity of us all. He took my sin and my sorrows and made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and he suffered and he died alone. And he bore yours too. Will you reject this Savior? Would you reject this Christ, this shepherd's voice? Or will you come as the shepherd seeks to save that which is lost? Notice what Isaiah says in verse 6. All be like sheep have gone astray. Send it to Israel. Listen, all be like sheep have gone astray. The word astray here is the word te'ah. And it gives the idea to wander physically. Started to wander carry their bodies to do their own thing, to wander physically. It also means to wander with intoxication. Gone astray. All of us have wandered and done our own things and we have become intoxicated, says Isaiah. Intoxicated. In other words, they brought in the heathen. They brought the heathen in. The heathen brought their gods in and they started following other gods in. And the God of Israel, he, he started to be put out of the nation. They became intoxicated with everything but the Lord. Intoxication was in their hearts. Intoxication was in their mind. They were running about like men and women that were intoxicated with alcohol. And actually they did drink a lot of alcohol. Especially in the northern kingdom. They were called Ephraim as well as Joseph. And they are called the drunkards of Ephraim. Friend, I would ask you to look at our nation tonight. Are we not the drunkards of Ephraim? Are we not those who are worldly, so worldly that our nation, our young people know nothing but alcohol and drugs? You know why? Because the body of Christ has become weak and watery. That's why. And the body of Christ thinks it's okay to go and drink and drink and drink. You know what Jesus says? I will not drink any more of the fruit of the vine until I come again my kingdom. Christ says he'll not drink. And Christians, the body of Christ, think nothing of it but to swallow alcohol and put it into their system. Here we have in our nation, we have the the redefinition of marriage coming up. Here in our nation we have all the immigrants come in who are not coming, one, legally, and two, they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. They are not Christian even nominally, and they're bringing their temples and putting up their mosques, and we have to bow below the heathen. We're too busy running around after everything else in the world. We're too busy Lying down and not standing up, standing up for Jesus. We're too comfortable rather than keep the witness going. Holding forth the word of life. Defending the faith once delivered unto the saints. Oh, body of Christ, where are we? When in our nation we're afraid to even talk about the name of the Lord Jesus in a workplace. Boy, can you imagine that in the first century, church? You mentioned the name of Jesus, and you're going to be kicked out of our town. So Peter and Barnabas, or Paul and Barnabas, and Paul then and Silas, they start preaching unto them Jesus. Imprisoned, 
Oh, we don't want to do that. We want to be respectable. I don't want people going to prison, but I want people in love with Christ. I want a church that's alive. I want a church that's passionate and powerful, filled with the Holy Ghost and with the Word of God, ready to take a stand, that won't even be afraid to go out into the street and pray for the sick that they may be healed. A church that's alive for Christ. Not sepulchres full of dead men's bones, as Jesus said to the Pharisees. Our nation has become intoxicated with everything worldly. The church is being intoxicated. It also means, the go astray means to wander ethically, speaking of sin, going deeper and deeper into sin and thinking it's okay. And once one sin comes, a Catholic church called venial sins. We sins that don't really matter. Friend, let me tell you something. Every sin is a sin in the sight of God. Everyone. And here we have the nation was wandering away deeper and deeper and deeper into sin until they went astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And because of it, Yahweh hath laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. That's why Christ died. Because we went astray, became intoxicated with everything ungodly. And oh, we needed someone greater, someone bigger, someone stronger to get involved, to interfere and to step into our situation. For in our full depravity of our human nature and our original sin from Adam, we were helpless and bound for a lost eternity without God, without Christ, without hope in the world. But Jesus came and died for me. And he died for you. And all men and women tend to think, you know, I'm not a bad person. Really matter if I get saved. Does it not? Then why did Jesus die? God will only recognize, the Father will only recognize the blood of his Son. It means to wander in your mind. When the mind is filled with everything but the things of God. It means to wander into error, whether it means to be misled mentally or morally. Such was the nation, and they went astray. Lost sheep. Israel were lost completely. And oh, what chance does a person have? Well, listen to what it says, Isaiah 35 and verse 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, though the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. Here Isaiah says there's going to be a way of holiness. He says you're going astray, but there's a way of holiness. There's a path, there's a way that you can take to God. There's a lifestyle to be had. And it's called the way, the truth, and the life. For no man cometh unto the Father but by me, said the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our way of holiness. And he's our full righteousness. Here, the words here for the way of holiness, it means a path. Where the Lord leads you along. Isn't that beautiful? A path where the Lord leads you along. Or it is the road which you walk with the Lord. There's a way of holiness tonight. And he gives you strength and he gives you courage and he gives you help. He gives you grace 
to be able to carry out his will and work. Listen to this, the word unclean, the unclean shall not pass over it. The un- word unclean is the word tema. It's very close to the word astray, tema. It means to be impure ethically. It means to be impure religiously. We look at the religious impurity in our land. We look at the pedophilia that's going on in our land and around the world. And we look at even how the church has become the, this uh, ecumenical movement, this ecumenical being, where it's bring everyone and everything in and we can all worship together. We can even call it Chrislam, Christ and Islam. There's churches worshipping like that now, worshipping the God of Islam. And in case you're reading Rick Warren's books, Purpose Driven Life, that's who's doing it. Sorry to tell you that, that's who's doing it. Here there is a wandering from the truth of the word of God. People are afraid to speak. Politically correctness has executed the very voices of God's preachers and God's men and women. Here the Highway of Holiness says, I wrote it from an old man called George Williams. He wrote, his companionship will exclude evil and allure and assure arrival, will assure arrival and will protect from peril. When you come into this as a lost sheep into the fold, Christ will protect you from the perils of the things of the world. The way, there shall be a way and a way of holiness. The word way is the word derek, and it means a direction, a path, a mannerism, a character, a habit, a course of life. He says, see your course of life, you've went astray. You're intoxicated and you're doing all these things. He says, the good shepherd is seeking out the lost sheep. And he says, when the good shepherd calls the sheep, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. He says, when you follow them, you're walking the way of holiness. You're changing your direction. It's called repentance. Change your mind. Change your direction. You are changing your path, your mannerisms, your character, your habits, and your course of life. Christian, does this sound like your life? There's a lot of Christians and it doesn't. And their lives are all over the place. And they are more like the sheep that has gone astray. Maybe you've backslidden from the Lord in your heart. And you're starting to move away from the things of God. The Lord still loves you and is calling you back. Come back to me sheep. You know the shepherd, his rod and his staff, they comfort me, said David. See the, 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 the staff was to bring the sheep off craggy rocks that were in danger. To catch them around the neck with the crook. And to lead them into the way. But the staff, it was for the lion and for the bear. Says, oh, I'll beat them with the staff. God loves you tonight. His rod and his staff will comfort you. The sheep comes to the shepherd tonight. Time's flying. I better hurry up. Change your course of life, friends. When you come to Christ, the Lord, the shepherd, calls to seek and save the lost sheep. The shepherd of Israel is the good shepherd, the chief shepherd, the great shepherd. But David said, he is my Shepherd, listen to what Peter says. First Peter two and twenty-five. The first, the very first verse of Peter's letter to the stranger scattered abroad. Then he starts getting into the way of holiness and rights. Starts going talking about the call of God and faith in Christ. And listen to what he says: For ye were as sheep going astray. Peter's thinking what Isaiah said. He says, "You were sheep, and you're running after everything else." Notice this: You are sheep going astray. 
but are returned to the shepherd and bishop or overseer of your soul. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. Christ's sheep hear Christ's voice over the voice of men. You'll hear the voice of God over your family. God will keep dealing with you. God will keep speaking with you. God will keep speaking to you. God will keep nudging you along. He'll start convicting you of your sin. And he'll say, what about my son? He died for you. What about the word you heard in Donnacone Elam? What about that word that you heard and you know that I love you? You know that my son died for you. You know that I've given all for you. You know only his blood will cleanse you. And it's only the blood that I will acknowledge. And the Holy Ghost will keep on at you and on at you until he calls the sheep home. Irresistible grace of God. Your family may say, "Ah, what are you talking like that for?" But the shepherd's voice will be louder. The devil may say, "Ah, don't be believing that," but the shepherd's voice will be louder. Your workmates and your friends all may say the same, but the shepherd's voice will always be louder. Listen to this, Puritan George Swinnock. Listen to what he said: All the church may hear the word of Christ. But few hear Christ in the word. All the church may hear the word of Christ. But few hear Christ in the word. Here's the thing. We can all hear with our ears tonight. I'm pretty loud as it is. I would hardly need any, any, anything to boost my voice. But we have great speakers in this place. But you'll all hear. But how many will hear Christ in the word? How many will hear of him, see him, and see how wonderful he is, and hear Christ in the word? What about you, friend? Are you hearing the voice of the shepherd, Christ, in the word? This is the sound of a searching shepherd, sound of a searching saviour, sound of a shepherd's voice, a saviour's voice, claiming his sheep for himself. That's point one of an or four. Next week, part two. Is he dealing with you tonight? Christian, has God been speaking to you tonight? By getting your life right and starting to stir up the gift that is in me? Starting to get passionate about the things of God and the word of God, being unafraid to witness and to tell people of the love of God and how Christ died on the cross? Is God speaking to you? There's the shepherd saying, come on now, you can do better. Is he saying to you, come on, let's be faithful. Is he saying, what is he saying to you? And answer the shepherd's call. Hear Christ in the word. You can hear the word of Christ, but hear Christ in the word. Hear his voice and all he has to say. If you're not saved, I trust you'll hear Christ's voice tonight and make him your own personal savior. May the bleating be from your heart like a sheep would bleat out in danger. Say, Lord, save me. Be merciful to me, O God, a sinner. And every sheep that he brings home, he will pen. And when Christ returns, we will rule and reign with him. May God bless his word. This